We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. Here on Roto Grinders, I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, joined today by Alex Santi, baseball MLB extraordinaire here at Roto Grinders. Hit that thumbs up button on your way in the door. You know how much I like the thummy thumbs in the morning. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Today we'll be talking. Some MLB, some DFS, some props, some pick them. So get your Roto Grinders premium subscription. You get access to all of our projections, ownership, Jesus Million Dollar Musings, which is is not out yet today. Will be soon. Get that and get everything with the combo premium package. You get NFL, you get NBA, comes back. That's coming back next month, right? College football, college basketball, PGA, MMA, everything you want here at Roto Grinders. Click on that link, get ten dollars off your first month. Alex, are you are you are you on the underdog and prize pick streets for for the pick'em stuff? 
I'm on the prize pick street. You got me in there to kind of ditch cash games and go into the prize pick streets. And uh, it's been definitely more profitable, especially on an ROI level. Um, you know, sometimes I make flex plays, sometimes I make power plays. We were talking before the show. I had two five-leggers of uh, Rodgers, and it just blew my whole night. But I mean, it was it was an excellent weekend for NFL. Um, a lot of soft lines, despite me being high on that Cleveland-Cincinnati game, I still made a little bit of money. I could have made a lot more, but. Right. It, it, it feels like uh, like the, the pick'em sites. If, you, if you're considering like a low variance, like cash game type of approach, if, you're, if you've been playing a lot, of, mm-hmm. a lot of cash games on DraftKings or FanDuel, like, I mean, I've kind of moved my money over to, to, to props and pick'em. Uh, obviously, 17 days from now, it's 15, uh, 16 days from now, I get actual sports betting here in Kentucky. But uh, there still are, yeah, yeah. I mean, I still will be using underdog and prize picks. Uh, and and the key, the key to underdog and, and, and prize picks, Alex, is that the same concept that you should apply to any sports betting and, and anything whatsoever. It's less about like what's going to win and more about getting the right price, getting the best price, getting the best number. So mm-hmm. getting up early, getting up early in the morning, you know, waking up, getting your coffee, right? Eight in the morning. Even looking at the the numbers the night before when they start getting posted, and you know getting getting a half a strikeout matters a lot. I mean, I mean there there's some numbers even today that if you compare the bad projections or the plate IQ projections here in Roto Grinders, that if you don't get them early, you know it's like Sandoval. I got under six and a half. I got uh, Wheeler under seven on Prize Picks, and those numbers have come down by a half a strikeout. And if you could if, imagine, Alex, you got a half a strikeout worth of like closing line value on like every pick that you made on Prize Picks and Underdog. Like, imagine you oh, got goodness. that the entire season. I mean, how how that that's where all the profit comes from. Exactly, and you know, I think the biggest uh, there's a there's there's a similarity, of course, with cash games and uh, the pick'em sites in terms of how we quote make our plays. But uh, it's very relaxing to not have to root against certain plays working out, like the plays that I'm playing against. That I'm just playing for, you know, I'm just playing my plays, and it, it's very relaxing because it sucks when you, you know, right when Brent when Brandon Woodruff throws a complete game shutout, and if you're playing like GPPs or even cash games, and people have Woodruff in their lineups, it's like, well, I don't have the guy. Well, oh, close the laptop. Up. It's like, well, if exactly. you if you didn't have if unless you had his under. Right, yeah. unless you had his less on prize yeah. picks, like it 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 doesn't affect you. I mean, you could still make plenty of money regardless of what anyone else does. This happens a lot in NFL cash, where uh, like the blitz will the blitz optimal will have a bargain or mid price quarterback, and then I have like five percent of my games against Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson goes for forty five points. You know, <laughs> just like it just wrecks my it wrecks my edge. You know. Um, so this has been a lot more, it was more fun to watch the games. It was a little more relaxing to watch the games and um, see the ticker go up when one I really the, didn't play too well. Hmm. One of the benefits of playing on underdog and prize picks is also, you know, the promos, right? Oh, so yeah. like today is Tuesday. So you're going to see, you know, taco Tuesday or something, right? Of course they limit those, you know, you, you're limited to like 20, 20 bucks or $25. 25 bucks, yeah. right? But I mean, obviously taking advantage of that. 
Uh, but today on Underdog, uh, they're running a booster, which is the I, I haven't seen these so far. Typically, you know, they're they're running one of those, you know, like yesterday, Aaron Rodgers over a half a yard that actually yeah. they 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 voided because he got injured on the, the fourth <laughs> play. Uh you get you kind of get those where you could throw here. Here's like a gimme. This is kind of like a free win into anything. Mm-hmm. Well, right now on uh right now on underdog, uh, I'll show it over here. They have today Mookie bets one and a half total bases. It's a payout booster. Okay. So pick to, if you use this, this is only up to this is ten dollars, right? So obviously, you know. They're not going to give you much. But if you're playing on a small bankroll, like you mentioned before about cash games, it's like, I think the pick'em sites are, you know, building your bankroll may be actually a little bit easier. Much, on these much sites. easier. Much easier, right? Much easier. <clears throat> so what is going to happen is that if you play Mookie bets, one and a half total bases, more or less, uh, pick twos in a pick two, this is, they, they, you can't use this with insurance, so it has to be, you know, a power, a power, you know, all, all of them have to win. Pick two is going to pay 4x, pick three, 8x, pick four, 13x, pick five, 25x on this on this $10 promo. Okay, normally pick twos are 3x, pick threes are 6x, pick fours are 10x, and pick fives are 20x, which is the equivalent yeah. of like, these these boosters would make it like plus three hundred, plus seven hundred, plus twelve hundred, plus twenty four hundred. Because remember, you don't you don't get your money back on the on the X, right? Mm-hmm. So if one were to use this booster mathematically, which type of uh, card or slip would you want to make a two, a three, a four, or five? Being that you're getting going from three X to four X, five. Uh, 6x to 8x, 10x to 13x, 20x to 25x. Obviously, there's a mathematical way of figuring it out, but what what would be your first inclination of okay, I'm gonna go on underdog. What what gives me the highest expected value? It regardless of what else you, you pair with this, on average, what what's your what's your what's your first first inclination? My first inclination is to pick four. Um, you get that slight little edge over the, uh, with the 12, with the 13 X instead of a 12 X, it's not 12 and a half. It's at a 10 X. Exactly. Um, that's my first inclination. I think maybe just because my brain works in fours when it comes to making these picks. Right. What if I told you you were wrong? Then I would love to hear why. Okay. So let's, let's, let's go through, let's go through this. Okay. It's very, very easy to figure out. You could use the tools that we have at the Roto-Grinders family of sites to figure this stuff out without using a form, without using some, some uh, you know, spreadsheet or formula or anything like that. I mean, you could look at, we have at the Action Network, we have at the Action Network uh, betting calculators. So you could you could convert like any like minus one fifty is obviously implied odds of sixty percent, right? Because mm-hmm. these are the basic ones that you probably can memorize, right? Yeah. So you could take a look and you go, okay, if I have bet plus two fifty, right? That's an implied odds of twenty twenty eight point five seven percent, right? Decimal odds. It could convert all this type of stuff to win, payout, 
right? Just if you want to convert stuff, right? A lot of the stuff you get you 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 get in front of like all the time. Like plus one hundred is obviously fifty percent, right? Easy. We yes. We also have a parlay calculator, and that's essentially what these sites are. The Pick'em sites are you're you're I building use a parlay calculator all the time. Right. Right. So let's say we put in bet amount hundred. So like normally, right on a two pick, for instance, you get paid what plus two hundred. So mm-hmm. what is the average uh, odds between two bets that pay plus two hundred? About one third, one thirty six point six six or something like that. Right. If we mm-hmm. we equal it out. Right. Right. It's about about plus 200, about 200. Mm-hmm. Bucks. So that yeah. means normally on underdog, on prize picks, they both pay two to one. You would have to find two picks, two projections on their site that have a actual probability of the implied odds of 57.75%. Right on a two on a two pick, so you'd have to find projections that are off by enough that that it would be a minus one thirty three wager, minus one thirty six wager. Now, as you add them up, let's say we go. This is the main thing: the difference between underdog and prize picks. So let's say we do three, right? One thirty six point six six. Okay, so now on underdog. Right on prize picks, a three pick is what a five X, mm-hmm. right? That's plus 400. But on underdog, it's a six X, right? They pay you a little bit more on a three on a three pick. Okay, so on a three pick, in yeah. order to get paid plus 400, right? That's what that's what uh, uh yeah, plus 400 is what prize picks pays. What each leg. Has to be, you know, we you can just easily go down, right? Minus one thirty, minus one thirty, right? Right. If we go to underdog, underdog pays underdog pays plus five hundred, which is like minus one twenty two or so. But prize picks only plays plus 400. So those legs have to be even more higher. Applied odds, right? So around 139 or whatever like that. That's why on prize picks, those those three picks, you almost mm-hmm. you, you never do. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't get you get paid more on underdog. You have to find you have to find picks that are substantially higher, higher implied odds. Okay, so this is mm-hmm. this is how you would figure out on in normal how many legs on underdog or prize picks or sleeper or whatever pick them site that you're on. You need to be able to find props slash projections that are off by that amount. Okay, so now that they're boosting. Okay, so now we're going to look and go on underdog. They're going to pay us on this. You know, four X plus three hundred on a two pick, plus seven hundred on a three pick, plus twelve hundred, and plus twenty four hundred. 
right? So let's go to the first one, plus 300. So how do we get to plus 300 on two picks? Right, what would that be? That's actually plus 100 on each, which means we need to find props that are just essentially even money, which is great. It's much better than minus 137. It's much better than minus 132. It's much better than those. So we are already at an advantage. Now let's add the third one, right? They're going to pay us plus 700 on a three pick. Well, that's exactly three legs of plus 100. Okay, so if you could find three that are at plus 100, which is pretty damn easy to find, right? I mean, most of the lines are kind of even. Pretty anyway. Once you take out the VIG, like almost any three would do. Now let's add the fourth one. It's going to pay 1,200, right? Plus 1,200. It should pay 1,500, mm-hmm. right? Which means if you do the boost and you're only getting paid minus, you know, you're only getting paid plus 1,500, each leg now needs to be minus 110. I see. Or so, right? Here's about 1,200, right? Yeah, Once yeah, decimal points or anything. One oh seven, you know. Right, yeah. right. Not a one oh minus one oh nine or 109, something like that. Yeah. Right, and then we had the fifth one that pays plus twenty four hundred. That's about the same. About the same. Yeah. But that's why on this on this your inclination is like oh well pick four pays more but you have to think in terms of multiplication not just you know four eight twelve twenty four it's like this actually pick four should pay fifteen. And pick five should pay like 28, 20, you know, something like that in comparison to the other ones. Now, obviously, the pick four is better than the normal pick four, right? The normal pick yeah. four, you have to find, you know, minus one, 125 or something. 125. Right. So it's still better. But if yeah. you're going to use this $10 promo, you'd rather use it on a pick two or a pick three because... Actually, pick two would actually be higher because you don't even have to find a third. You don't have to find the yeah. You don't even have to find the third the third part of your leg. It's built of, in of your of your card. Yeah. So you see here, just simply by simply by doing the math, not was this complicated, Alex? Not at all. Right. Um, I just wrote a prize picks. I'm going to be writing a prize picks article every week. And I wrote one on Tuesday. I never had, I get questions about a lot of things, you know, DFS questions and no one's ever asked me about prize picks and stuff. Uh, but because I wrote the article and I think it was free, I had a lot of messages about them asking about the Dak Prescott plus, uh, plus 0.5 yards. And, uh, you know, people asking, should I do two or three? And I hadn't even looked at it yet. I haven't looked at the numbers. And I said, have you checked out the parlay calculator? And a lot of people said, no. And I think it was seven people asked me about this Dak Prescott thing and how to work it. And uh, I said, check the parlay calculator. And then they asked me again, like a day later, did you look at the parlay calculator? No. But the answer's there. I'm telling you, I don't know the goddamn answer. And I'm telling you where the answer is. And you won't go and just find the answer. But you take the time to message me about it. You know, this this isn't really complicated stuff to plug in the numbers. Well, well, the, well the, thing on pri- the thing on prize picks, though, is that whenever you get it, whenever you get one of those, quote, free squares, yeah. I mean the payouts aren't changing. So like on prize no. picks, the highest the highest EV that you could do on prize picks is the 5 or 6 flex because the way it pays out. So like you need to find an average leg of about minus 121 on a 5 pick and minus 119 on a 6 pick. So like regardless of over a half all you're doing is saying that 
Well, that first leg is like minus, you know, 10,000, minus 50,000. And then you're filling out the rest. So like, it's still in on average, right? If you, if you're going to play on an underdog, you're typically looking for, you know, threes, four with insurance, five or five with insurance. Like those would be in the range, depending on, on how big your swings you want to be, right? The five straight the, that pays 20X is slightly the highest EV, but of course your swings are going to be much bigger because you have to hit all five. So you're going to have a lot of loss, loss. It's going to be more like a GPP graph, right? You're going to lose, you're going to lose like 15 times in a row and then win 20 X yeah. once. Right. So yeah. if, if, if you want to sacrifice I mean, a little bit of EV and, and not have those swings, you could do five with insurance or four with insurance and you're giving up a little bit of ROI, but your graph is going to be. And if you're pulling 20 to 15, you're doing pretty freaking good. Right. So I just wanted to show Alex, I just wanted to show the little, little math puzzle. Of like how to how to figure oh, this great. stuff out. Parlay booster. Yeah. Right. How do you how to use these things? The same thing, just to, to add to it. I won't I won't show the, the math behind it, maybe on, on a future episode. If you get a, a a bonus bet, so like obviously I'm gonna sign up here in Kentucky on the 28th, and they're gonna say, you know, hey, I'm gonna put in the promo code grinders to get my deposit match which they'll give me, you know, my bonus bets. The bonus bets, Alex, this is the most important factor of this. The bonus bets don't return the initial the initial wager, no. right? And it's like you have $200 you have in bonus there. bets, but like, you know, if you win, right, you get the payout, but you don't get the $200 back. You have to have the money to get the bonus. Right. Okay. So... Most people, right? Many people go and find, you know, like, okay, what what do I want to place the bonus bet on? Because they think it's free money. If you had the choice of using the bonus bet, let's use use the whole 200 on a minus 400 favorite, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Or on a plus 400 underdog. Which would you which which would have the higher expected value? Do I get one bet or do I get just bonus one, dollars? Like it's one just, bet. It's one. Oh, just one you get two hundred dollars in bonus bets. It's like here's two hundred dollars. Would you rather, on average, if I told you nothing else about, we're going to assume the, the the betting lines are efficient, right? That if you know Vigit, it's like this is the actual probability of the event happening. Would you rather put the bonus bet on minus 400 or plus 400? A big underdog or a big favorite? I think what I would actually do is put it on the plus 400, but there's really not a shred of difference. Oh, there's a very big difference. There's an extremely big difference. Remember, Alex. Because the the difference is is like 60 versus, what, $1,000? Am I getting this math right? The difference is, Alex, remember, the key is you do not get the original wager back. So let's say you put in $200, right? Let's say you bet 10, you bet $200. Okay. So about 50 versus $800. Right. So like at minus 400, right? 
You're going to win 50 bucks, right? If this is an efficient line, you'll win 50 bucks at the, at 80% of the time, right? That's exactly mm-hmm. what this, this betting calculator is saying, right? Or you could win $800 20% of the time. Being that it's efficient that you should, that this bet should come in 20% of the time. Why, why, why wouldn't you want to take $800 of money rather than $50 of money? Is it 20% of the time though? Yeah, it's exactly 20% of the time. Would you rather okay. have 50 bucks 80% yeah. of the time? Well, yeah. Or 800 bucks 20% of the time? Because remember, you don't get the $200 you don't get back. Like if if you got the $200 back, then you're not getting 50 bucks, you're getting 250 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. If you're if you're betting on the underdog, you're not getting 800, you're getting 1000. What how big of a proportion of the total money that you receive is $200 out of 1000 only 20% of it 20% but if you're betting on the minus 400 what's $200 in relation to 50 way more right if the bonus bet if you actually got the wager the bonus wager back putting it down on a minus okay. like 1000 now you you're, you're you have a 90% chance of getting $220 rather than on a plus 1,000, you have a 9% chance of getting $2,200, right? Because th- you have to add in the other $200. So being that you don't get the money, the, the original bonus bet back, if the lines are efficient, I mean, why do you why, why do you want to take, take 50 bucks when you could take 800 bucks with the plus 400? The, people use these bonus bets as if like it's like free money instead of thinking of free expected value. You should be using them. Am I saying to put it on plus 5,000 underdogs? I mean, that that may not even be an efficient line. But be more inclined when you get these bonus bets, right? These these types of promos. If you do not get the wager back to put it on, put it on under, put it on underdog, preferably as big of an underdog that you could stomach putting it on. The EV difference is massive. If I did, if I showed you a spreadsheet and calculated it all out, you'd see as it goes down, it gets exponentially better and better for you because the key point, Alex, is that the original $200, that original wager, they don't give you, right? So imagine, mm-hmm. imagine in the extreme example, if you put it on a, on a 50,000, you know, favorite, right? Oh, 99.8% of the time mm-hmm. you get 40 cents. Yeah. Right, because they're not giving you the two hundred. If it was two hundred dollars and forty cents, okay, at least you're getting the two hundred, the original bet. You, do you understand this now? That's the simpler example. Yeah. Right. So that, I need hyperbole sometimes. Right. I need to go to the extremes. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. So I'm glad. I'm glad this could even help you. I, I never get bonuses. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the sign. The sign that you're you're doing well in in in, in prop and pick them. <laughs> Is that you don't get much, but you don't get many bonuses. They don't, don't give you many bonuses. So uh, I think I signed up for FanDuel Sportsbook when it first opened. I think I got a hundred dollar bonus. Okay. And then I think uh, DraftKings gives some nice boosts. I don't really bet the. I'm not in the sports betting streets too much, but when they have like a boost that I can opt into, I'll go into it. Right. So this helps to think those through. Right. And there, and the other example before, uh, before about the Mookie bets one. Now, obviously, this calculation 
that we did for the par for the parlays assumes like what's the break even point of each leg. But obviously, like what what's one and a half to- total bases, right? If we go to the uh, plate IQ projections, his total bases are at two point four two. Two point four two. Right. So yeah. you're you're going to be taking the higher on one and a half total bases, but what's the actual probability based on 2.42 total bases? You would need to obviously do the single, you have to do them separately and run it through an edge calculator, which I've done myself. And uh, I believe at Caesars right now, it's minus one, the best line available is minus 115 over one and a half. And it shows like an 8% edge for minus 115, which means that, Mookie bets over one and a half total bases. If you take out the VIG and you and you use the plate IQ projections or the bat projections, it's 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 a it's a wager that should be like my, priced at minus one eighteen or so. So really, what we're doing here, if we're getting, you know, that boost, that first one is like minus one eighteen. Right, so we so in order to find something, we would need to find to break even at plus. We're getting plus three hundred, like a, a plus one sixteen. Right, if you could find something one plus one sixteen or better, you're going to be plus EV on this. I mean, finding something that's plus one one sixteen on underdog. I mean, you could that's like that's like ninety yeah. percent of the site. You don't have to go for one and a half total bases on people. Right, but I'm saying you take you yeah. take the you take no, the Mookie yeah. bets over, and essentially, if you paired it with nearly anything on underdog, like yeah. literally anything on underdog for a two pick, yeah, it's it's positive expected value based on you either here. You could go either way on just about anything, right? Either right, either way, only because yeah, you'd rather go on the side that is you know. The 50, if you could find ones that are 55, 57, 58%, 60%, yeah, that would be better. But if you manage to yeah. just randomly click on something that was still only like plus 110, like you'd still be pro- you'd mm-hmm. still be profitable on that $10. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry. 
with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Are these interesting exercises to you? I love these exercises. That's why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> we spent a whole coaching session, 45 minutes of a coaching session talking about a logic problem that we were both wrong at, and we had to figure out why we were wrong. Right. Do you remember this? Yep. But I like going. I like going through. It's uh, like you can obviously do a lot of this stuff with actual mathematical formulas, but I like showing like, oh, if we put in this, what does it? What does it come out to around? And then you could see the concepts of, oh, if I get this type of boost, if it comes across on another site, another time, oh, I'm getting boost here. How do you go about the logic of solving the problem of figuring out which one shows the highest return? And your inclination was the four. It's like, oh, you looked at it and it's like, oh, without thinking first, you go the four. And then once you work it out over a minute or two, you go, oh, actually the two or three are pay better. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's only 10 bucks, but. Well, this is why we have the tools. I mean, someone like me who I said, you know, I don't, I'm not very good at mental math. And people ask me a lot of math problems, assuming that I'm really good at math because I write with a lot of numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Um that my go-to is not to make a gut reaction on numbers, but to actually plug them into some way to solve my problem for me. Hmm. And I think that's as much a talent in DFS as identifying picks or eyeballing ownership or anything like that. Like, can you use the tools to solve problems that you cannot solve yourself? That's what you could do here at Roto Grinders. Sign up for a combo premium package. Click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. Also, we got a props and pick them package here as well uh they'll be they'll be posting a bunch of props already already nfl stuff is out uh so let's talk about the uh the the mlb slate uh the from what from what i see the the white Sox royals game is not on the draft it's not on either slate right it's not on either slate and there's the boston new york game is not on FanDuel, but it's still showing up on DraftKings. but the assumption is that DraftKings is going to take it we can assume that DraftKings is going to take it off Okay, so we're we're considering that like Pavetta and Pavetta and Cro- Randy Vasquez will not. I mean, we're probably not playing Vasquez anyway. Not playing Vasquez anyway, but Cutter Crawford is kind of interesting. If he is he is supposed to pitch the second game, uh, and Cutter Crawford is kind of interesting to save some money on DraftKings. So whether or not that game plays does have some significance over how okay. it the slate. We also have weather issues. Washington at Pittsburgh. Even game two for New York and Boston. I'm assuming that assuming they're not going to make that game count, but I don't know. Everything else looks fairly decent. 
So what are, what are your first thoughts? I mean, obviously this is, you know, 1130 in the morning. What are your first thoughts as far as pitching is concerned on this slate? I'm very confused about pitching on this slate. Um, so I just looked at the slate for the first time about 45 minutes before we went on. And that's only because I write content. So I write a Saks article on Tuesday afternoons or Tuesday mornings. So I took a brief look at pitching and uh, my head kind of went, ah, uh, I'm not going to deal with this right now. And uh, so my first inclination with pitching is that Max Scherzer is in a great spot against a team that flops a lot in Toronto. But it's a, pit, but it's a hitter's ballpark. Um, he gives up a lot of home runs. He's given up a lot of fly balls. So I'm not feeling great about it. Uh, Freddie Peralta has a really high price tag on DK that could keep his ownership down. He's got a good matchup, not a great strikeout matchup, and he's a strikeout pitcher. Uh, so I'm a little scared because he has a walks problem. A walks problem against a team that doesn't strike out a ton uh, can turn into a big problem for $11,800. Joe Ryan, I don't know what Joe Ryan is. Um, I don't think the projections really know what Joe Ryan is because there's so much variance in what Joe Ryan produces. Uh, let's see what he's at at DraftKings. So we're, we've got him at, oh, the bat has him at nearly 35 ceiling, 18.14 projection, uh, median. I don't think he's going to score 18 points. Like he's going to score 28 or he's going to score 11. So that's, or even less, or even a, less than 11. Or, or negative points because right. he's given up a lot of home runs himself. He's an enormous fly baller. Probably, let's see, he has the lowest ground ball to fly ball ratio on the slate. And Tampa can come out and score 12 against anyone. I mean, they're not they're not a group of sexy names, but they can they can draw 12 and four home runs against anyone. Um, Lance Lynn, I hate Lance Lynn. Too many home runs. Dodger Stadium is great for home runs. The Padres suck, but they can come out and hit a lot of home runs. Uh, How about which, Verlander against the A's? I was just about to say by by process of elimination, um, my SP one. I'm a single entry guy. My, my SP one could be Justin Verlander because the A's are terrible. Uh, Verlander doesn't have a lot of baked-in strikeouts as he used to, um, but I don't really know if it really matters. Um, the A's are right-handed heavy. They've got a couple power lefties, but Verlander's keeping the soft contact up. It doesn't make sense because he gives up a lot of fly balls. He should be giving up a lot more home runs, but he isn't, and I believe it when it's someone like Justin Verlander. Uh, Brian Wu, I have his, his under... 6Ks on, on both underdog and prize picks this is now down to five and a half, but he's 7,900 well, and he's playing the, you know, the angels yeah. who, who don't, who don't look good. I don't, is, is Otani going to be in today? Suspected? No, he, he took some against... like practice swings yesterday. And then he said that there was some discomfort and some quote weirdness feeling. <laughs> um, I think he's got no bleak. So if you got weird feelings and you're oblique and you're a power hitter, I don't see how he gets out there. I mean, they should just shelf him for the rest of the year. The only way you're going to play him is really to win an MVP award. Um, you know, I see I – I'm not looking at Brian Wu's pitch counts recently. Do you see I mean, We that? have him at like 87 to to, or so. I mean, I, yeah. he's not the type of pitcher that's going to go 100. I don't think he's the kind of pitcher who's going to go 90. But I want to, again, I'm, instead of just guessing numbers off the top of my freaking head, I'm going to actually take a look at the game logs and look at the evidence. Um, to, to be to be fair, are the projections are not putting Otani in. That makes sense. Okay, so uh, September 4th, Brian went through 83 pitches. August 28th, 69 pitches. August 22nd, 65 pitches. August 3rd, 83 pitches. July 29th, 73 pitches. 
and he threw 90 on July 23rd. Uh, July 29th was 73 pitches. July 23rd, 90 pitches. I would be surprised if he had 90 pitches. I mean, we haven't. I'm just saying we haven't projected for 87, but he's still projected no, very well at 7900 for that. But when you equate a ceiling into there, a lot of times if a guy is rolling, they'll let him go for an extra, you know, five to eight pitches, right? I don't see him even getting to 90 pitches in a good game. So we might be capped in our innings, our outs, because we have points for outs. We forget about that sometimes. We're so, we talk so much about strikeouts that we get points for just like outs, and he might not get enough outs in this game. Also, he may not pitch enough. I mean, if does he pitch far enough into the game to even get the win credited? That's he gets into trouble yeah. one inning and he comes out at the 4.1, 4.2 year. I mean, I, I, I see what you're saying. I think Brian Wu, I think his range of outcomes is probably narrow, but safe. If you want to call if he it's probably a narrower kind of like little bubble of points. But from a GPP perspective, you're saying that that Wu is not the type of pitcher that you could just randomly throw up a 30 plus point game. No. Uh, he does have a walks issue, 2.83 walks per nine, compared to Zach Littell, who has 1.14. Who? What is his pitch count? Uh, Littell is at 84. 84. So I'll trust the guy with the better control to more efficiently use those pitches um, in a decent spot. Like, you know, I mean, he's not a very good pitcher, but he's in a decent spot. 84 pitches. We're only talking three pitches off. Like, how are those pitches going to be used? What will be strikes? What will turn into outs? I really like Brian Wu as a talent, uh, but we're not talking about talent. We're talking about a guy who can go six innings plus. That's what I'm looking for. So you're much more likely to play uh, and play Joe Ryan for his ceiling than play Brian Wu. Uh, yes, I'm more likely to stack the Rays than play either, but yes. How about Patrick Sandoval? Here's someone that, uh, you know, under six and a half strikeouts. Shows value. I took his, you know, under six and a half on both underdog and prize picks. It's down to six. Uh, At Seattle, 97 pitch count. But Sandoval is also one of those type of pitchers where is he going to score 13.6 fantasy points? Because he's either going to score like 20, 28 or or, or two, right? Well, this is a guy with a big walks problem, too. Pro- maybe the biggest walks problem on the slate. Let me see. He has the highest walks per nine on the slate at 4.51. So he's got a high pitch count that we haven't projected for. So he could throw 100 pitches. Um, so it's, it's viable just on the sheer volume. We could collect outs and about four or five strikeouts and have some walks. But he could also, like you're talking about, just completely blow up by not finding the strike zone. Sean Manaya, is he can actually pitch 82 pitches for the Giants? The uh, Giants have been can. rolling out like people that come in for an inning and then that, yeah. or they play three innings and they split between the two. I mean, I've seen Manaya's projection this year on the bat that, you know, we don't know what these pitchers are. Is he going to actually get a start start? He's or... supposed to get a start start. Okay. Like a real start, start, not like Jacob Junis goes in there for an inning and then Manaya goes in there for 30 pitches or 82 pitches, and we don't know which one it is. Um, this is supposed to be an 80 plus pitch natural start. So my SB2, I've been leaning toward Manaya, uh, just eyeballing it right now. That's where I'm leaning right now. The problem for actually, ceiling, um, the problem with Alex, the problem with ceiling though with Manaya, I know he's cheap at 5,700. 
and probably he's gonna show up in a lot of lineups that have like cub stacks is that like don't the guardians have like what like i i think maybe the lowest strikeout rate in the entire league they don't it's something like 17 percent. they don't strike out right um but at 5.7 uh if we could get that's where we can think about more like oh well if i get five innings that's not so bad you know, and if we have to fit the Cubs in, I don't really think we have to fit the Cubs in in the slate. I think the Astros are fine. I think the Padres give us a lot of leverage. I think uh, the Rays give us a lot of leverage. I think the um, well, what, what do you do? You, do you think that most of the field is going to gravitate towards cores? Because I get the I get the sense that that the pitching on the slate. I don't. I mean, I see more people maybe trying to pay up at pitching because. Some of these, some of these guys are, I think, overpriced. Like, I'm not going to pay 8,600 for for Ryu. I'm not going to pay 8,900 for Waka on this slate. I mean, like some of these guys, it's like either you take a shot on a on a Buto, on a on a on a Latell, on a Manaya or something, because even Brian Wu at 7,900 is not that cheap. Do you think that the expensive stacks are going to be as owned as? possible people may think because i mean the cubs are very expensive in cores there are very expensive pieces to the cubs stack but i think on average it's not an expensive stack you could punt catcher with miguel amaya for what 3300 3300 this guy peak crow armstrong is supposed to be a speed demon at 3k um forget nick madrigal uh but say suzuki's underpriced at 4.2k so there is a way to make a mid-range, a mid-grade Cubs sack. Cody Bellinger, 6,800. That's insane. <laughs> that's that's so insane. And I get it. The guy hits a high quantity of home runs, but his rate of hard contact is like under 40%. He has a high rate of fly balls, but there's a reason why his barrel rate is low. His expected slugging is low. The stack has data does not like Cody Bellinger because, I mean, he's almost like a left-handed Alex Bregman. Just like when he hits it hard, it flies out of the park. He just doesn't hit it hard very often. Tochman may lead off for the for the Cubs. Maybe Huge popular at 4,300. I think he's a pinch hit risk. That's I mean, exactly what I ask. Um, you know who's extremely cheap on FanDuel, and I wouldn't do this unless – if I was making one out of 150, um, dropping Patrick Wisdom in to pinch hit for – like Tachman, he's probably 2,900, 3,000. He's very cheap. Um, but if you get the flexing early and he's out in the second or third inning and they bring in the lefty, you could get three plate appearances from a Patrick Wisdom. I wouldn't do it, but if I was doing one out of 150 and I'm making 20 Cub stacks, I would do it for $5. Right. You you would do it at, at 0.1% owned. I would put it in one. Or I guess it's it's nine dollars today. The the big one fifty contest on uh, Fanduel is, you know. And you mentioned some other stacks. Uh, what other what other stacks? You mentioned the the Astros. You mentioned you mentioned the the Rays against. I mean, if you play the Rays, where's the Rays here? Let me scroll down. The Rays. I mean, if Joe Ryan is going to be owned and he's going to be high variance, these are the yes. types of situations that I like to attack. Of like. Mm-hmm identifying high variant situations where there's ownership, either there's ownership, ownership exactly. either too much or too little, and then leveraging that. So like I could see playing Joe Ryan, like let's say you had 10 lineups. I could see playing Joe Ryan in five lineups and still playing the Ray stack and three other lineups because 
Joe sure. Ryan's range of outcomes is so wide that you take advantage of possibly both scenarios. But I would assume, Alex, based on how our play style for single entry three max types is that the more and more you see Joe Ryan gets owned, the more and more that you're inclined to play the, the race stack today. Of course. So the first thing I do is, you know, I put everything in my spreadsheet uh, because I do content. So I have to have everything in one place in terms of some stats that I'm using to cite for my article. If I wasn't, I would just go straight to the line of HQ. But on the days when I'm not writing, I go straight to lineup HQ. The first thing I do is I look at the pitchers and I sort by projected ownership. And I know in my head who's a big time fly ball pitcher, who isn't, who's got high barrel rates and who don't, who, who, who don't have the high barrel rates. And I want to attack those stats right away. Well, it already said, I just did exactly what you said. I went to lineup HQ, sorted by ownership. And number one go. is Joe Ryan. And it's, she's, it's, she's marked it down as Joe Ryan. He's, she looks like he's playing Joe Ryan. So maybe maybe his ownership goes up, up even more. Maybe. That's what I'm hoping for. I slipped cheese a five. Put a dot next to his name. But but you admit, but you admit that Joe Ryan he could Very easily good go pitcher. out and, and do great. Very good pitcher. He could throw a complete game shutout. Um he's also a high fly ball pitcher who gives up a lot of hard contact and the Rays have a lot of power. There's, of course, there's a but, but he's a really good pitcher and could throw. A, I don't care about that, but when we're talking about 25% ownership, I just don't care about the but what might go wrong for me. Right. Then you just you move on to the next day. Exactly. I lose, I lose. And I the die, thing is, at, at, at these prices, I mean, how owned are the, the Rays going to be? I mean, because some of these guys, like, how do you build? You're going to have to play Manaya even in a Tampa oh, this Bay. Is like, this is like Astros pricing. So you're going to play Astros pricing, Coors pricing, sort of, for a 3.79 implied total team? With a fly ball rate like that and a lot of hard contact, yeah. At 25% ownership, it's just so much ownership. I mean, I'm, I'm probably making three lineups today, so I'm going to do it in at least one. Uh, I'll probably have a Cubs lineup, an Astros lineup, and a Rays lineup. I don't just eyeballing prices. It's going to be hard to fit those guys together. And I do want to have some Padres. Love too because Lance Lynn, I always say against Lance Lynn. Um, what's what's uh, what's Lynn's ownership right now? Um, I don't think it's gonna uh, 17. I mean, he'll be middle of the pack, it's not, it's not huge, but right. that guy gives up so much. I mean, you want to talk about hard contact, that's hard contact that almost guarantees to go out of the ballpark, not just the lefties either. I think for a very long time, we talked about Lance Lynn for about six or seven years. Just stack the lefties, stack the lefties, stack the lefties. The righties, um, let's let's just let's look it up before I fly off the cuff here. Uh, versus right-handed hitting since last year, 1.6 homers per nine. That's a big number. So we can stack anyone from the Padres. We can play everyone from the Padres. Pastor Kim and Manny Machado, not just the lefties. And a really they're good home run ball. I mean, they're expensive. Dude. I, some of these stacks, I mean, you have to think that the Padres, the definitely the Rays, but even the Astros, like the Astros have a 5.57 run total. I mean, outside of cores, it's the best, I think, on the slate. But, I mean, at these prices, you have the, the ownership ha is going to have to be depressed. I think maybe Jeremy Pena at shortstop at 4,400 may get some decent ownership there. Uh if Maldonado's in the lineup, I mean, they'll have Diaz possibly as a DH and Maldonado in. 
Like these are kind of like the cheap pieces and like the, the scarce positions. But you I have to think you can play he's, uh, he's, like how are you playing Scherzer or Peralta or even Verlander in these lineups? I'm probably not. Because I'm yeah, not in love with any of them. I would hope the cheap pitchers do well. I had to play a game of deductive reasoning just to get to Justin Verlander. And he's not cheap. So I'm probably not playing any of those guys. So you're gonna hold your nose at pitcher and then just still play the bet the the higher implied team total stacks. And if I die, I die. If you die, you <laughs> die. Uh, yeah, to move on to tomorrow. I mean, it's like I said, I'm pl- probably playing three lineups. Uh, there's a big 150 on FanDuel. I'll be playing that. Um, I'll probably play the battery in the three and the 88 on DK. I'm not playing like, you know, I'm not playing like 5% of my bankroll or anything. I think these are some good strategies to take on this slate. Michael Townsend in chat asks, is Nelson viable in City Field? I don't. I think Ryan Nelson. Ceiling, I think I think Ryan Nelson's ceiling is is garbage. I I think that game has some uh, potential to shoot out on both ends. Um, I don't really like it for either pitcher. I mean, does Ryan Nelson? I mean, Ryan Nelson pitches in a way that think, you're you're hoping for like six innings, games? two hits, three strikeouts. I mean, like like to me. Like yeah, I guess he's, he's cheap, but he, I mean, his his what does he put up? He puts up like ten points most of the time. So his, uh, I think he's had eighty pitches once. Is it once this year? Oh, he hit ninety three back in April. Uh, back in April, know? okay, like that. <laughs> you know? So yeah, I mean, we're talking about a five inning cap on him. He doesn't strike guys out. I'm trying to find his his caper nine is down to. His K per nine is five point eight five. I mean, if yeah, I, really... I have his, I have his under. Like on both underdog and prize picks, I have his under four Ks. That sounds about right. Uh, that's a good under. Because this is a guy who strikes out. You know, five point eight five. He's uh, in four innings. He's maybe going to strike out. He'll be lucky to strike out three. Right. And that's probably the Mets may be here. bad, but they're they're. I mean, the Mets really their lineup isn't the highest. The talent. Out. The Mets and the Blue Jays are guys where the talent is there. It's enough to uh, maybe take me off of a, a play against them. But um, you can—I mean—you can go both ways. If we're talking about Scherzer, you know, against the Blue Jays, we can take the talent of Matt Scherzer against the, as Kirk would say, the gutlessness of the Blue Jays. But and as gutless as the Mets might be, they still have a collection of talent. And Ryan and Ryan Nelson is not a talent. Right, and also when you mentioned, oh, City Field, that's a pitcher's park. The total in this game is 10, (laughs) okay? That should show how poor the pitching is, right? It's a a 10 in City Field. That might, uh, yeah, that's really high for City Field. So, that yeah, that tells you something's going to happen. So maybe the Mets or the Diamondbacks are in play for stacks. Could be. I mean, I wasn't thinking about it until he said Ryan Nelson, and I was like, oh, yeah, Ryan Nelson gives up a lot of contact. Um and I mean, yeah, the the, the 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 Diamondbacks outside of you know Carroll's expensive, Marte's expensive, but you got Fam there, you got Alec Thomas if he's, you got pinch hit Ricks over there. I mean, some the Diamondbacks lineup gets really bad really quickly. Uh, but the the Mets five stack the Mets. I mean, look, I mean, you could play Mauricio at, in the middle infield. Very good talent. Vientos, right, and then you could still fit McNeil in it. I mean. You could play. You could play Verlander plus a Mets a Mets stack. Sure, 
I, I mean, Mauricio's a good power speed guy, so there are multiple ways for him to get you points. Um, Vientos is a, he's got a big bat. He can knock any, just about, he can knock it out of just about any park. Brett Batty has been pretty bad this year, uh, but he has power. Like, there is a collection of talent in this lineup. Uh, Francisco Alvarez, I, I mean, if he hits ninth again, this is, this is really ridiculous what they're doing with Francisco Alvarez because that guy is really big bat. And he's had a rough kind of six to eight weeks or whatever, but when he blows up, he can blow up for two home runs any game. Um, Francisco Lindor is a low-key MVP candidate, you know? I mean, there's there's a lot of talent in here, but Brandon Nimmo just constantly hits home runs. They got Alonzo, and of course Alonzo's there. And of course, Pete Alonzo is in a spot where he's not going to, he's probably not going to strike out. If there's a spot where Pete Alonzo will not get a strikeout, it's probably this game with Ryan Nelson. Right? So we can hope for the best. Okay. So before we get out of here, Alex, so to, to, to sum up what you plan on doing as of right now for the MLB DFS slate on DraftKings, you're going to hold your nose on some cheap pitching. Then stack stack almost semi expensive stacks that aren't in cores, because that ownership is capped. If the Mets were facing Joe Ryan at these prices, I would say that you know there's a chance that they get up to like eight ten percent because they're cheap, right? Right. And people just easily avoid Joe Ryan and go to the next guy. But with someone like the Rays or the Padres or uh, the Jays. I think the ownership is probably capped. I've been vehemently refreshing our sacks page to see what shows up, but it's not it's not updating. But I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about three, four percent teams here. If not Especially in a large, this is a fairly large slate. It's a large slate, right? Okay, Alex Santi. People can find you on Twitter, Alex Santi. They, you're in you're in Discord all the time. If you're if you're a Roto Grinders, yeah, anytime you want to chat. Yeah, and also realize our Discord is free. So you could just join our Discord, rotogrinders.com slash Discord. You just need to have a Rotogrinders account. It doesn't have to be a premium account. So as long as you sign up on Rotogrinders to just have a normal username, you can connect that to Discord and get into our main sport channels. Now, my channel, Philander's Game Theory, is a premium channel. And you can talk to me anytime you want in there. But Alex, I, I see you in the, the MLB and the bat chat. If you have uh, If you have the bat projections, you get access to that uh all the time so yeah if you have a question just tag me and i will answer the question if i don't know the answer i will respond i don't know (laughs) and if it's (laughs) i don't know and i just need you to go to the parlay calculator i'll send you to the parlay calculator (laughs) okay so thanks alex for coming on today for uh, to talk about mlb solve some little math problems when it comes to pick them props and everything we got a package here for that as well sign up for everything there are links in the description follow me on twitter at Blender HD. Tomorrow, we'll be taking a first look at NFL and still some MLB stuff, maybe some PGA as well. So hit that like button on your way out the door. Give me those thummy thumbs. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Because I do so. I go live every Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern on Roto Grinders. Today. (laughs) 